Hello, podcast listening individuals. I really don't know why I've never thought. Not only do I not have I not thought of like a regular way to start this podcast, I don't mm-hmm. think about what I'm going to say to start the podcast until literally as I'm saying it. Like, I you don't pretty care. much do the same thing every time. You're I like, know. hello, people who listen to podcasts, more specifically this podcast. Whether this is your first podcast or maybe your second podcast, <laughs> you, can be rest, podcast. you can be rest assured that you are listening to a podcast called Chris and Matt's Game Wikipedia. <laughs> well, if I'm lucky, I get to the part where I say Chris and Matt's Game Wikipedia yeah. before he really like things. Yeah, it's a podcast where uh, we skim Wikipedia, kind of. Wicka, 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 wicka what? Wicka, wicka, wild, wild west. Yeah, wicka, wicka, wikipedia. Have you ever seen the wild, wild west movie starring William Smith, Willard Smith? I said his name wrong. It's actually Willard, like the rat from Chris Glover's fandom. Uh, Wait, is there a Willard rap? No, Rat. That movie Willard. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know the movie Willard. Yes. I thought you said that there was a Willard rap, and I was like, is there, like, a rap at the end of Willard that I need to listen to? <laughs> well, you think that Will Smith would have done such a thing because Will Smith, the famous uh, yeah. rapper and uh, actor, his his name, his first name is Willard. It's not William, as you might think. Is it really? Oh, yeah, no, his name is Willard. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. Willard that's, Carroll Smith Jr. That's shocking. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. And... and yeah, he's got his, uh, let's see here. Ooh, a discography. But no, fil- there's a section for his discography, but there's no section for a filmography on Will Smith's Wikipedia page. Weird. Especially considering now he's, like, much more of an actor uh, than he is yeah. a musician. I mean, there I, is... Like, I, think, I think he did a song for Aladdin this year, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's, there... like, that. Like I haven't heard it. So it must not be real. <laughs> there, yeah, there is a link to a different page for his filmography. Okay, but there's also a link to a different page for his. It's just not in like his own section or whatever. It's at the beginning of a section labeled career, and then there's mm-hmm. like all this. There's like personal life where you can see, say, his political views, which uh, are almost non-existent. Yeah, he's not very political. Now, it's just like uh, Smith donated uh, to the campaign of Barack Obama, and they hosted uh, the Nobel Peace Prize concert to celebrate Obama's winning of the prize. As 2012, Smith stated he supports legalizing same-sex marriage. So that's about it. That's his. Uh, I, that's the most. That's like the most political I've ever seen Will Smith be. Yeah, yeah. He's not like a. He's just like him and his like uh, his. His, he's got like his kids and they have their whole and his wife they have their whole thing he's, going on yeah he's got his weirdo kids and uh he's got a wife <laughs> his wife who likes heavy metal and, music and uh he's got a youtube channel and Does he? he makes it he yeah of course he's okay. like super he's like one of like the most uh prolific and uh <laughs> successful like celebrity turned like uh social media stars he's so oh his like instagram and youtube page are like incredibly popular and like very well liked interesting i'm yeah he's really he's really made the move yeah there's also uh a section uh like for some reason on will smith wikipedia page they have like their little portal to the philadelphia 76ers but there's nothing about him like in there at all apparently he's uh Maybe like a small portion owner of the Sixers or something. So I guess that's why they included on there. But it doesn't like list them at all. There's nothing about him here. I mean, 
there is a section for a basketball player who was nicknamed the Boston Strangler, which is very, uh, you know, appropriate. Or I'm trying not to word. I was trying it's to. Appro- it's appropriate for a murderer, sure. Yeah, but I don't think he. I don't think he. This guy named uh, Andrew Tony is a murderer, as far as I know. I'm gonna look and see. Uh, I thought you were gonna say his, I, for a second. I thought you said his name was Anthony Tony. So I was like, his name's Tony Tony. <laughs> no, unfortunately, it's Andrew Tony. If, oh. well, it, too bad his name wasn't like uh, Tony Tony Tony. Yeah, isn't that a thing? Is that a band? Tony Tony Tony. Oh yeah, no, it was like a R and B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or okay. I was, I was just thinking about them earlier today because I was listening to uh, a different podcast, a better podcast. Uh, you know, which is I, I know the, it's a the wide Tony net. Tony Tony cast. Uh, but like no, then the one person in like was talking about like books that like Oprah Winfrey like recommended for her book club or whatever, and they were just like a, and then it's like and, and Tony Morrison, Tony Morrison, Tony Morrison, and I started thinking that made me think of Tony, Tony, Tony because they said the name Tony three times. That'd be and then what? What Tony appeared behind you? <laughs> the, the, the recently deceased at the, this recording, Tony Morrison appeared behind me to say, "My books are overrated, Boogans." I'm not a fan of Tony Morrison's the literature that I've read. Wow, <laughs> Beloved was like one of the most boring books I've ever uh, been assigned. I, I didn't really, I didn't even come close to finishing it, but I still was able to write about it in my English class and get like you know an A or whatever. So. You know, shout out to the internet. <laughs> probably Wikipedia <laughs> probably helped you there. Uh, I never read any of her work. Uh, I'm not going to wade into this <laughs> this opinion of yours. I'm allowed to not like <laughs> Be- the beloved, works. beloved, recently deceased uh, author. Yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to not like the works of famous authors. You know, if if Bradley, you have to you, if, if Bradley Cooper. Yeah, in, 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 in sort of like playbook, cannot like. Ernest Hemingway, I, oh, a real person, could not like Toni Morrison, and I could throw her book through a window or something, and then dance with Jennifer Lawrence or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that happen in a in a in a uh, fucking what's his face David O Russell movie? Yeah, something like a playbook. Oh, uh, okay. Does, do they throw a copy of Beloved out a window? Not Beloved. Um, Bradley Cooper, who plays the guy with bi- who's bipolar or whatever. He's uh-huh. reading an Ernest Hemingway book. I don't remember which one it is, uh, but he's really like angry about it. So he like mm-hmm. throws it through a window, and then he storms into his parents' bedroom, played by Jackie Weaver and Robert De Niro, uh, a real you know uh, Hollywood power couple. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he starts ranting and raving about like how it's such a miserableist book, and like how can people write books like that when there's so much suffering in the real world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then he meets Jennifer Lawrence, and they fall in love because uh, uh, they're both mentally ill, and that makes them fall in love. And they dance together for a dance competition, and then they do the mm-hmm. dance competition at the end. And um, also, Robert De Niro uh, is a compulsive gambler. <laughs> it's not a terrible movie. A lot of people will sh- uh, shat on it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't like David O. Russell's recent series of films. Uh, nearly Joy. as much as I like his, I didn't see Joy. I was pretty. I really didn't like American Hustle very much. It was fine. Uh, and and then the reviews for Joy were so like kind of abysmal that yeah. I was like, okay. I didn't see uh, Joy either. But like I I love Three Kings. Uh, I like Huckabees. I mean, I wouldn't say I love Huck. I wouldn't say I heart Huckabees. But I like no, Huckabees. But you do heart like Huckabee. 
Yeah, I do heart Mike Huckabee, my favorite bass player. <laughs> I love he's like he takes uh he's he's like Chris Novoselic wishes he was Mike Huckabee. Please. Bootsy Collins wishes he was Mike yeah. Huckabee. Uh that guy who plays bass with Bella Fleck and the Fleck Toads that makes like tease yeah. music, but it's like technically impressive, but the music's boring. I've never listened to, to Bella Fleck and the Fleck Toads. Uh so I have no opinion. Um, but I do love that Mike Huckabee bass styley. Oh yeah, he loves. It. Take he, that sucker for a walk, dude. When he plays with Ted Nugent and they play Catch yeah. Catch Fever, and you're like, Ugh. oh yeah, listen to look and listen to like how happy Mike Huckabee, the conservative pundit, is to be playing with Ted Nugent. He sings, "I make the pussy purr with a stroke of my hand." On his yeah. Fox News show, uh, and Ted Nugent, such a rebel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's like. A, I feel like, oh, that's right, he is associated with, uh, he's the Motor City Madman or whatever. I was thinking, is he associated sure. with my home town? Oh, oh, fuck this guy. He's born in Redford, Michigan. That's like the way out in the fucking suburbs. Like, call yourself the Motor City Madman when you, mm-hmm. wait a second, as, as a teenager, he attended high school in Arlington Heights, Illinois. His maternal grandparents were Swedish. This motherfucker. Hey, before you go br- dragging Ted Nugent on the timeline, might I remind you that one time he adopted a minor because he couldn't legally marry her? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're right. I shouldn't uh, be harsh to... And then this got teen dance club in Illinois. How's this guy calling himself? Settling down on a ranch in Michigan? Yeah, a ranch got to be way the fuck away from Detroit. I'm not like somebody who's like, and this is like a very sort of like tedious and esoteric thing. Like somebody doesn't have to be from Detroit proper to be like, oh yeah, I'm from Detroit. Like if you're from like, you know, like Warren or you're from like Royal Logue or something like in the really close vicinity to Detroit. Like, you know, it's like, you can like be just for the sake of clarity, be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm from Detroit. But when people like Kid Rock, who's from like the fucking country, like to get to where he like grew up from Detroit, it's like an hour and a half drive. They'd be like, oh, yeah, Detroit, woo. It's like, no, dude, you grew out in the country, which is why you're such a fucking hillbilly, redneck, conservative asshole. Yeah, him and, uh, him and the Nuge uh, really have a, a similar uh, kind of trajectory in terms of their music. Yeah. And they're like their public persona, which like went for, uh, I don't know, like, skinny skinny white guy who likes to fuck to i don't know like old the oldest man on planet earth <laughs> yeah that's funny on the personal life section of uh, ted nugent's wikipedia page it says allegations of relationships with underage girls <laughs> updated by ted nugent <laughs> yeah well uh yeah it's yeah he's like you know yeah fuck ted nugent obviously and fuck the former member of his apparently a band of his it's like i'm on ted nugent's uh page as like a person but there's a section on the on the page for ted nugent called uh, band members that has current members of a band and former members of his band but like uh, i guess it's like his backing band but it's weird to be on a wikipedia page for a person and they're talking about like the oh he has a song called jailbait yeah he never had any relationship with underage girls with his mm-hmm. and now listen to his song jailbait <laughs> It's a it's a real Woody Woody Allen situation where it's like he keeps contesting that he did not do these things, but he keep, kept making movies yeah. to this day about these very subjects. Yeah, so it's like really hard to like 
take his word for yeah, he it. He makes that fucking uh, movie with like a uh, Larry David playing him and like like yeah, and like uh, I'm obviously like Manhattan and all that shit like uh. I yeah. mean, he made a movie with like what Jude Law last year yeah, about like a prof- yeah, like a professor who like fucks a student. It's like, uh, come I, on, I, I didn't even hear about that one. You don't really hear about yeah. his movies. I forget, anymore. I forget which one it, it was, but well, it was another. One. He just keeps making it. It's like, dude, you are interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up Jude Law's filmography right now. He's got a uh, see. Oh, the talented Mr. Ripley. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's going. Uh, is it called The Rainy Day in New York? Oh, uh, what yeah. do you think? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it stars uh, also uh, I'm Al Fanning and Selena Gomez and. Uh, mm. all the, I just clicked on the Wikipedia page for it, unfortunately. He's, he's such a fucking creep. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet plays Gatsby Wells, student at I don't know if that's actually. Hold on, let me. I, that's the newest. That's the newest yeah, one. Yeah, it's got Jude Law in it. Yeah, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. I, I really wanted to talk about The Goldfinch. Oh. It's Wikipedia page because I just read about how much money it made this weekend and now I am fascinated. Yeah. Um, okay, looking at Woody Allen's Wikipedia page. It's a goddamn nightmare. Okay, Rainy Day in New York. Uh, it might be... Oh, here it is. An Irrational Man. Oh. Uh, it was Joaquin Phoenix, not uh, Jude okay. Law. Well, Jude Law uh, yes. is in the latest, uh, the 2019 uh, Woodsy Allen that had a budget of 25 million but only made 2 million because basically only been released in Poland because nobody wanted to release it after everything that happens. Yeah, well, I th- is that one of the ones that's tied up in his Amazon deal? Yeah, that's like really f- that's one's that's really like fucking. Yeah, it's- I mean, he's like in a lawsuit about yeah. it and stuff because like his movies, like even though like I mean. I never care to see like another Woody Allen movie. Like I, I, I mean, I've I've loved his movies in the past. I I haven't really revisited them since like in the last five years or so when really all this stuff started blowing up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I will say, in Irrational Man, the film that is basically Woody Allen's life made twenty seven million dollars on an eleven million dollar budget. Uh, so they make money. Yeah. Well, not Rainy Day in New York, but don't worry. In this one, um. It's just like a bunch of like elderly people from like the Upper West Side going to see these movies. Yeah, and in, in, in a rainy day in New York, the uh, the uh, woman or whatever that's being uh, uh, gone after by all these uh, ladies, uh, all these dudes, including uh, Jude Law, Diego Luna, and Liv Shriver, is twenty one. So everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine now. She's a naive twenty-one-year-old journalist. Everything's okay at this. I've I've seen so many Woody Allen movies. Oh, yeah. I'm like looking at his filmography now, and I'm like, God, I've wasted so much of my life. Like I watched, you will meet a tall, dark stranger. <laughs> I saw that movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I've Good lord. Seen, yeah, I've seen. Some of the early ones. And also, I went as a child to the theaters with my parents to see Small Time Crooks because I wanted to see it. And then I was is, very bored. It, is that the one with John, John Lovitz? Yes. John Lovitz in that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I remember the trailer where, like, the 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 basement is flooding and they're like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. They're like, save the cookies. Yeah. I, thought, I was like, oh, this looks like a funny movie. Uh, I'm, I guess in 2000, I would have been like 13 or 14, depending on whatever it came out. I was like, yeah, that seems funny. I'll go see that movie. I hadn't really, and then I saw it. I was like, "Oh God, this is so boring." Elaine May is in it. Really, in it. Yeah. To win it. 
She's in it to win it. She's acting in it. Yeah, yeah, and the and the poster has a criminal sort of guy a, with a cookie. Elaine Elaine May also in Woody Allen's television series Crisis in Six Scenes, a show that oh, never happened. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> The thing that I remember that was insane about Small Time Crooks, I remember seeing it, well, I was seeing it to the extent that I remember, is that uh, it becomes about, like, they start, like, uh, I think Tracy Ullman plays somebody's fucking, like, wife, and, like, mm-hmm. to, like, be a cover for their plan to rob, like, the bank or whatever, she starts a cookie business, but the cookie business takes off, and then the movie becomes about, like, juggling her wanting to actually run, like, a, a successful cookie business with the plight of her husband or whatever and it's just like i was like what the fuck am i seeing this isn't what i wanted i wanted a wacky <laughs> romp like in the trailer not a story about will tracy allman have a actual cookie business or what have you <laughs> but i'm sorry to, i'm sorry yeah, chris you want to talk about the gold finch what i want to talk oh. about quickly it's only a quick thing before we get to that is that I remembered something from we've talked previously, I think on this podcast about the Sugar Ray album Lemonade and Brownies. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, in uh, I remember one of the lyrics from one of the songs that it, that I only know two songs from that album is because they were both in the video game Road Rash '64, okay, which was a uh, a video game where like you would ride around as like a biker and like you would like be able to like attack other bikers on the race and like hit them with like chains and stuff. I hope the I was hoping that they would have a page for the soundtrack. Uh, Sugar Ray contributed two songs, one of which was "Mean Machine" from their debut album. So maybe the other song wasn't actually from the album. Uh, I'll never find out. It doesn't matter. But like, uh, there's yeah the two songs, and like I remember "Mean Machine." I was like, "Don't you dare mess with a mean machine!" and blah 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 blah. But I remember in one of the songs, he was like, uh, he was like, "Jesus saves, no, he shoots, he scores," and that popped in my head earlier today. And I was like, "Oh, he put that classic sort of like a uh, riff on the Jesus saves thing into one of his songs." Way to go, Mark McGrath! Way to go, Road Rash '64, a video game where you could be like a biker and you would hit people with chains and knock them off their bikes. And I had fun playing that game as a child, but that was many moons ago. But so you're saying about the gold bitch? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were yawning for a second. <laughs> I did for a second. Well, well, before we started this podcast, I was reading about how much money the Goldfinch was, has made this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, and I figured I can move this conversation to Wikipedia so I can continue reading about it. Yeah. And it made exactly fucking like $870,000. Oh, shit. It made wow. an, a, it made a staggering. They don't think it's going to clear three million, and it opened in twenty five hundred theaters, I hope I didn't. which is a huge, huge uh, disappointment. Yeah. But uh, the Goldfish is like a book that I every time it was yeah, brought up until like recently, I would ask someone if that's the book that J.K. Rowling wrote under the pseudonym. No, but it's what, that's called like a vacancy or casual vacancy yeah i always think that it's the jk rowling book anyway i know nothing about the goldfinch but now that i know that it's like supposed to be really bad and bombing really hard i kind of want to see it the movie i was just checking because i'm in a like a very cool guy i'm in a fantasy movie box office sort of league where you pick like you know box office sort of like a like numbers and hope, stuff hope hope you got money on hustlers i didn't unfortunately i i went Foolish. with it chapter oh, two. oh yeah and then I don't. Th- 
That's yeah. go- I don't think that's going anywhere. No, and then to... But, I feel like people don't like that movie. And, but to... Uh, oh, no, it, it, it repeated. It got number one again. Yeah, but unfortunately, because, I, I, like, it's, like, in this sort of league, it's, like, everything, you have, like, an X number of, like, uh, like money you can spend every week, and movies are worth different amounts or whatever, and mm-hmm. to try and, like, fill out my, uh, my movie slate of, like, uh, eight movies or whatever after spending the big money on it... I filled it out with seven uh, Britney runs a marathons, which That's uh, not gonna make any did money. not uh, do anything for me. So uh, my Cineplex this week, I'm in my league of uh, some people with some people I work with. I, how many people are in this league? Even I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna check and see how many people because I, I finished in six for this week based on how the money is looking so far. Uh, of well, there's technically like. 20 people in this league so but uh so yeah but so i didn't have the goldfinch which is good yeah i've never read the book it's apparently like a giant doorstop of a book that's like 800 some odd pages and like completely oh it is yeah oh and my they tried God. to turn it into a, it's like the book was super well received as like a bestseller and like one like uh well yeah we were you were talking about uh oprah's book club and i feel like goldfinch was yeah. like was like a big oprah book maybe, maybe but it might have not it might not have been i don't know I just feel like every big bestseller is like one that she like drives bestseller fiction. So why did I when I put in the Goldfinch on? uh, Maybe I I put it in on. Oh wait, 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 there we go. The novel. Yeah, I won. Yeah, let's see. I won the. Yeah, I won the 2014 Pulitzer Prize for fiction. So Hmm. the book's really well received. Uh, And uh, yeah, 784 pages. Uh, But. The, apparently, like, I read an article as I like, talked about, like, changes between the book and the movie because just curious or whatever, and apparently, like, the uh, the movie tries to take that entire giant book, which is a lot of, like, internalized stuff for the characters, and particularly like, the main character, and, like, you know, uh, trying to turn that into, like, one, sh- like, movie of, like, a couple hours or whatever didn't really, like, uh, pan out, uh, evidently. Yeah, well, looking at the... the Wikipedia page it says I mean this is like worldwide box office or whatever to this date of 3.6 million but I think that includes like uh, maybe some other sort of screenings or something uh, but let me ask you a question okay mm-hmm. yes okay so I I was looking up box office receipts for hustlers yes this was the conversation so I clicked on Jennifer Lopez's like uh, career mm-hmm. as an actor yes and uh, the fourth entry on the list of, like, top-grossing movies is a little movie called oh. Ants. Now, she's cast as a voice in Ants, but it is grayed out. It is not given a true rank. So what I'm asking you, the person I know who knows the most about <laughs> Ants, the film, was Jennifer Lopez's scene cut from Ants? Oh, well, she've only been in one scene. I mean, I guess, like, they sometimes people do do... Uh voice over uh wh- well it says on wikipedia that she plays uh, a friend of yeah. z who becomes Weaver's woody allen character, character because Weaver's as g- yeah. tekka well she has to i mean like she's so far up the uh i mean if she's having enough uh thing to like well her her biggest film of all time is home yeah. an animated oh, yeah. movie which i don't even she's like fourth build in that Behind yeah, Jim, Parsons, Jim Parsons, Rihanna, yeah. and Steve Martin. It turned into a like a 
TV show on Netflix or whatever. But yeah, no, I mean, if Jennifer... Uh, a movie I, I've never even heard. I don't if, remember that movie happening if, ever. Yeah, Jennifer Lowe has his romancing Corporal Weaver, uh, the character played by Sylvester Stallone. She's got to have a key role. Uh, Colonel... I didn't realize there was an army aspect to all this shit. And Bancroft played the Queen Ant. Dan Aykroyd played Chip the Wasp, a wasp who's zebra friends. Why did ants happen? Because the bug's life was happening. Uh, Do you really? Because they came out at yeah. like the same time. So you think they like just like got when the, the like, Pixar was making a fucking. I think uh, maybe ants of, may have like a. Okay, the film's production resulted in a controversial public feud between DreamWorks co-founder Jeffrey Katzenberg, Steve Jobs, and John Lasseter of Pixar concerning the parallel productions of this film and Pixar's A Bug's Life. This only worsened when Disney refused to avoid competition with DreamWorks' intended first animated release, The Prince of Egypt. Oh, yeah, classic Prince of Egypt, of course. Anyways, uh, yeah. Jane Curtin, yeah, Jane Curtin plays hit. Muffy the Wasp, Chip's wife. So yeah, Dan Eckert and Jane Curtin, classic SNL pairing. Do you think in that movie, um, Dan Aykroyd's character Chip the Wasp ever says to Pat, Jake Curtis' character Muffy the Wasp, Muffy, you ignorant slut? Please don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they, they recycled <laughs> that joke. Movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably have something like Muffy, you ignorant yeah. ant or something like yeah. dumb like that. They definitely, like, it's yeah, fucking DreamWorks. They had, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Jake Curtis had been in a Smurfs movie. They would have definitely done... Uh, you know, like uh, Jane, you ignorant. Well, the, the I didn't realize that the Whites brothers wrote this movie of uh, of the American Pie oh. and about a boy, and then uh, the co writer of Rogue One and the direct. Well, Chris Wright's uh, d- directed one of the one or yeah. two of the Twilight oh, movies so or whatever. Movies. Like, yeah, I know, I knew his name was familiar to me because he. Um, is a listener to the Flophouse podcast, the podcast about bad movies, because mm-hmm. they covered Twilight, the Twilight movie that he directed, and then he like wrote into them about that, like you know, like how the weird experience would be like, oh, I love this podcast where they make fun of bad movies, and so again, it's like, oh, now they're making fun of the movie I directed. It's like a, it's like talk about how it was like a weird experience for him or what have you. Oh, he wrote that weird The Mountain Between Us movie that got like weird like reviews or what have you. He's got a strange career. I mean. He does. Uh, just hits. I mean, like making his career in American Pie, and then like doing nothing else like that. Yeah. Oh, I guess he wrote Nutty Professor Two. Nutty Professor Clumps. Two, The Clumps, a <laughs> film that me and my friend went to see after because we were sad that we got ditched by our other friends, and his dad was like trying to cheer us up, so he took us to see The Clumps. Uh, and then he uh, apparently he wrote a couple episodes of a reboot. Boot of a. Uh, Fantasy Island, starring Malcolm McDowell as Mr. Rourke, as opposed to Ricardo Maltaban. Did somebody play Tattoo in this? Uh, Ariel plays Rourke's second in command. While she is incredibly old, physically appears to be a young woman and has the ability to shapeshift into various women to help guest fantasies along. That's a little bit of a different uh, sort of situation. And then uh, Cal, the island's bellhop, small-time criminal... Uh, but earn a chance to start life anew at the age of ten near the end of the season. Fiveish Fischl, fi- mm-hmm. Fiveish Finchel is in the show. Uh, somebody named Harry plays the concierge. You know what's pretty fucked up 
is that the as far as I can tell from Wikipedia, the Whites brothers. I think they're brothers, right? Yeah, they have the same last name. Uh, the the brothers the brothers Whites uh, don't get any production credits on the American Pie Presents oh, wow. series. They should get creator credits on that. I mean, no, like Eugene yeah. Levy's in all of them. That's a character they created. Yeah. There's got to be, and like, I mean, obviously, there's this. It's, it follows the Stifler, uh, the Stifler story, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, and the halls. I mean, Stifler would not have a family if Stifler didn't exist. You know, like if Stifler I mean, didn't exist, it would be necessary for a man to invent them. From from. <laughs> From the mouths yeah. of babes, huh? And then uh, he also has had some acting roles, Chris Weitz, uh, including uh, it's, he uh, in America Pie played male voice in porn film. But then he was also he actually legitimately uh, was one of the stars in uh, Mike White's movie Chuck and Buck. He plays Chuck in that alongside Mike White as Buck. And Paul White's is also in it as Sam. I'm looking at Paul White's his page now. He's the older brother of Chris. Whites or perhaps Vites. Let's see. He wrote a movie called Ribs. Well, that was a short film. Let's see. Yeah, American Pie director and producer, not a professor writer. Uh, he's uh, he's directed some different sort of things. Uh, he oh he wrote and directed that Cirque du Freak movie. Mm, and, yeah, who could forget Cirque du Freak? Oh, he he uh, wrote and directed some movie called Grandma starring Lily Tomlin that I feel like I heard about but didn't see. He's got a movie filming right now called Fatherhood. Uh, he wrote alongside Dana Stevens. Uh, stars Kevin Hart, Alfie Woodward, Lil Rel, uh, so on and so on. Yeah. I like Lil Rel. Yeah, but the, yeah. yeah. I mean, they got to produce all the uh, uh, American Pie movies that actually came out in the theaters, so they had that going for them. And then, uh, so there's there's that. Oh, he also wrote and directed and produced and developed Mozart in the Jungle that Paul White's bites. I don't know how it goes. Life. Oh, he's in Life After Bath. Ah, I've seen that movie. Is he the father in that, maybe? No, I don't know who the fuck he is in that. I thought maybe he was the father. But it's not. In fact, that was John C. Riley. so I don't know why I wasn't sure... <laughs> Who was the father? You stupid idiot. And the other idiot. father's Paul Reiser. I was like, oh, maybe it's like, oh, Jim O'Hara's Chip the Mailman. Oh, that's right. Gary Marshall's in that movie. It's not terrible. It had a, bu- it had a budget of right. $4 million and made $254,000 at the box office. But I saw it on Netflix, baby. Yeah. All right. On that note, I think on we should that probably note, call I'm it. Chris. This I'm has Matt. Been, uh, Chris and Matt, uh, Skim Wikipedia. It's a podcast where that's what we do. That's what we did here. I was looking at page uh, the page for uh, and Nintendo 64 only games. But that's a story for another day because that's what Road Rash 64 was. But um, let's see here. Yeah, the podcast. You know, subscribe to it in places, rate it in places, do those sort of things in places. Thank you, Gabber Media. Listen to other Gabber Media podcasts other than this one. But yeah, this has been Chris and Matt, Skim Wikipedia. Thank you for your listening time spent doing this.